back from our leave of absence. It is the crew here at fourth and very long. Took a little break, uh, some unforeseen circumstances, uh, maybe lack of motivation, whatever you might want to call it, but we are back here now. We cannot wait to talk about more football. I am Sam Graham, your host for the afternoon. I'm here with all my friends. We got Connor, Bryce, Nez. We are ready to break some things down. It is playoff time in the NFL. No better time of the year. This is what you've been building to all year. And with all that being said, we got a lot to talk about. So let's start with what happened this past weekend. We had a few teams who kind of had everything laid out for them on a silver platter. Uh, looking at you, Indianapolis, couldn't get it done. They were not the only ones. So Bryce, I'm gonna throw it to you first. Who was, you know, who kind of stubbed their toe the hardest this past week in week 18? Look, it has, it, like like you said, it has to be the Colts that stubbed their toe the most. I mean, they had the chance to clinch the playoffs twice, but they lost two games in a row. In the last game, they lost to the Jaguars, who are, were a shoe-in already for the number one pick. They were basically tanking, but they still got, they just got killed. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a battle. It just looked like the Colts threw in the towel, which was really a shame because I think we all wanted to see Jonathan Taylor and the Colts in the playoffs, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be, and it was very unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree. Colts really choked there. Put up 11 points against the Jags, almost as bad as what the Bills six when they played. Maybe the Jags defense is locked down, but or they just choke. One of the two. But uh, yeah, obviously the biggest choke of the week is definitely the Jag or definitely the Colts. Chargers, they choke. Don't get me wrong. Ravens have choked the pack six weeks, but uh, the like the Colts, you're playing the worst team in the league. They have the first pick next year. You have the number one running back, and you still lose? Like, maybe they didn't choke this week. Maybe they choked when they chose Carson Wentz, you know? Hmm. Wow. Damn, bro. Good Shot, take. Shots fired at Nez across the table well, there. Colts in, Eagles not. That's all I got to say. Hey, all I know is he's third, in, he's third in interceptions, Carson Wentz. So, I don't know if it's really him or not. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But I feel like if you look down the line with the Colts, I mean, let's let's talk O-line, one of the best O-lines in the NFL. They have the uh, unanimous first-team All-Pro rusher in Jonathan Taylor. That came out today. No surprise, of course. We all knew that that would be the case. Uh, Michael Pittman, young, budding start receiver. And then the defense speaks for itself, Darius Leonard. A couple guys this year, like DeForest Buckner, that got hurt. Like, they have, they have a lot of pieces. They at least, if you don't believe that they have the pieces to be a Super Bowl team, they at least have the pieces to be a competitive playoff team and I mean Carson Wentz looked pretty good at the beginning of the year when Nez made his comment earlier that he was maybe a top 10 quarterback maybe that's not the perception but the stats somewhat backed it up still backs it up by the way but I feel like I feel like coming down the stretch like you can't ignore like what happens on the field and he he blew it did he blow it though or was it when Jonathan Taylor can't get some rushing yards they can't win a game I mean it's a team effort but like I mean yeah Jonathan Taylor was held under 100 yards he also only carried the ball, I want to say. I mean, it, it was less than 20 times. Yeah. And I don't understand what the disconnect is for the Colts, like for, for, for Frank Reich, for, that, for the coaching staff. I don't, I don't get it. When he rushes the ball a lot. They win. They win. Mm-hmm. He racks up a lot of yards, and everybody's happy. So I still don't understand why you're coming down the stretch, other than maybe you think that you're easily going to beat the Jags and you want to you know, keep them a little fresher. But they trailed that whole game. I don't understand why you would limit the carries, the touches of, your, of the best player on your roster when you're sitting there down two touchdowns to the worst team in the NFL. 
I mean, he went 17 for 29, so he, very bad stats there. Only completing just over half of his passes. You can't do that if you want to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah. I mean, certainly not against the Jaguars. Sure. But, <clears throat> excuse me, the Colts, not the only team that blew it this weekend. Um, Chargers, Raiders, Chargers looked pretty strong all season. A little bit inconsistent with some of that youth on the roster, but... Let's be honest, the Raiders have had all kinds of turmoil. The fact that they made the playoffs really takes away any excuse that any franchise could have. I mean, they, they by no means have anywhere near the most, the highest level of talent. They lose Henry Ruggs. They lose a coach. All kinds of, I mean, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong on the field and off it happened for the Raiders this year. So for me, like as a Panthers fan, it's like I, I don't see how you can have any excuse to not make the playoffs if Derek Carr and the Raiders – are able to get in but I mean they beat the Chargers to get there I think we all agree like the perception is that the Chargers are a better football team than the Raiders better football team than the Steelers but they're sitting at home and I know Connor has some what's the word has some uh, questions about uh, the Chargers coaching staff fourth down decisions so I'm gonna let him speak a little bit on that I mean throughout the year and like, for me, it stands out most against in that Chiefs game where they had every chance and opportunity to beat the Chiefs. And their coach insists on going for a fourth down. And you lose that close of a game when any of those field goals could have won you that game. Like, I think it's not just youth on the field. I think it also has to do with youth on the coaching staff. And there's all these new next-gen stats saying fourth, the going for on fourth down might be a better percentage. But at the end of the day, like, almost every other coach would have had at least one of those field goals. And he didn't, and now his team is not in playoff. Like, speaking on the Chargers, I mean, like, comparing them to the Raiders, because obviously the Raiders made the playoffs and the Chargers didn't. I mean, the Raiders just proved, proved to be more clutch over the entire season. Like, they had so many games where it came down to the wire, and they ended up winning just like where the Vikings could not come up clutch in a lot of situations, and they lost a bunch of games, and obviously the Vikings are at home now. And then you obviously see this again with the Chargers, and even in the final game of the season where it came down to overtime, but the Chargers just couldn't get it done, which I guess I guess going up clutch is big for making the playoffs because the Raiders are in and the Chargers obviously aren't now. Well, and it, it's, like, it's like Connor just alluded to with that Chiefs game. Like, it, it shouldn't have even come down to the Raiders game. You look at, like, down the stretch for the Chargers – one, like any one game like flips the result like let's just say that Chiefs game they maybe call it a little conservative they probably win I mean you don't know that going in you know you're trying to be aggressive and win the football game but in hindsight hindsight's twenty twenty. you call a couple conservative calls probably win that football game and you're in the playoffs and the Raiders game doesn't even matter you're resting players so it's like Brandon Staley, like, we're not playing Madden out here. You don't, you don't have to, like, there's no rule saying you have to go for it time and time again. And like you said, the analytics sometimes favor it, I guess. But it's a little bit of a head-scratcher for me. And I think the hardest spot for the Chargers, and I'm going a little bit off the script here, but I'm going to throw this question to you guys, is they, they came into the season arguably in a better position and with the more favorable young quarterback to the Bengals. I know Joe Burrow got hurt last year and missed a large portion of the year. But the Bengals are in the playoffs. They won their division. They're the three seed, and the Chargers are sitting at home. How does that have to feel like – I think of how I want to phrase this, but the perception was that the Chargers were a good bit ahead of the Bengals and that Justin Herbert was ahead of Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert, the Pro Bowl starter in the AFC, but 
you know, how how bad is it, for lack of a better term, that the Bengals have, in the second half of the season, eclipsed, they've passed the Chargers? I mean, I'm looking back, and not only do they have that, this close game against the Raiders, the close game against the Chiefs, they got smacked by the Texans, they lost to the Broncos a few weeks ago, like, so the Chargers haven't just lost close games, and the Bengals, like, when they perform, they perform, and they, it took a few, a little while to figure it out, but Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are doing everything right. Joe Mixon has emerged again to be a fantastic rusher. Their defense is figuring things out. Everything has been coming up right for the Bengals. Well, the Chargers haven't quite figured out what they're doing yet. And there's the glaring the glaring weakness of the Chargers defense. Worst rushing defense in the league. It's hard to get in the playoffs when you're that's one of your no well, well-known stats. Yeah, it begs the question for the Chargers is, like, where can we improve? And it really is only on the defensive side because their offense is, like, overall pretty stacked. Their offensive line can probably improve a little bit, but, like, they have so many pieces on the offense. And on the defense, you really got Joey Bosa and then Derwin James only, and that's all only people you can really recognize on that defense. So they really got to figure out how they can improve on that side of the ball. And then special teams also just killed them, obviously, because they lost a lot of close games because of special teams. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the Chargers' offense has kind of been, for the most part, like unstoppable. Uh, like I'm looking at the games. There's multiple games where he's, they put up 30, 40 points consistently, but their defense is pretty awful. Like their rush defense, I'm, I believe it's the worst in the league. Uh, it's you can just run the ball all day on them, and they can't really do anything. Like Josh Jacobs, I think he had like 140 yards and like a touchdown last game, which obviously it went to overtime, but still. That's, that's a lot of yards for, you know, Josh Jacobs. He's not amazing running back, but I don't know if he should be able to put 140 rushing yards on you like that. And, yeah, but for the most part, like, I really like their offense. I think Justin Herbert is legit. He's, I think, I still think he's better than Joe Burrow just because he has less options, I think, maybe. Maybe about the same, but he, he just needs to work on turning the ball over a little bit. Like, I think he has, I think it said 16 interceptions I think that's like 27th in the NFL which is pretty pretty rough but it also has like the third most touchdowns so it's 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 a go big or go home stat but I mean for the most part they just got to work on their defense which you know that might take time they're pretty young decent decently young but the Bengals definitely have a better defense than the Chargers there's no question there so that definitely helps them a lot yeah there's room for improvement for both quarterbacks for both teams uh, I mean, some of it comes down to luck and just kind of which way the ball breaks and, you know, if it kind of breaks your way a little more like it did for the Bengals down the stretch. You know, Joe Burrow, a couple of really good games. They get in. So, I mean, I agree. Justin Herbert's been fantastic. We have to remember he's only been in the NFL for two years. Um, but that rush defense, yeah. I mean, you talked about Josh Jacobs, and I think the most embarrassing part of that for the Chargers defense is that the majority of his yards came in the fourth quarter in overtime. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crunch time. You're Like, there's a playoff spot on the line, and you're thinking, all right, we got to stop Josh Jacobs, who's probably, like, I don't know, he's maybe the second or third best running back in your division. Like, this isn't – you're not going up against Derrick Henry. No slight to Josh Jacobs. I believe he's a fine running back, but they got beat by Josh Jacobs. That's not even the Raiders' key to success. It's one thing if Derek Carr airs it out on you and you get burned that way, but they got beat on the ground like they have all year, and it cost them a playoff spot, so I guess it's fitting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add on to that real quick. 
So they played the the Bengals a couple weeks ago uh, when they were set both seven and five. Joe Mixon, 19, 19 carries, fifty four yards, and they kind of destroyed the Bengals, forty one to twenty two. So you can tell, like when they can control the rush game, they can win games against good teams. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow did have three hundred passing yards, but he did have two interceptions as well. So obviously, defense comes into play. Justin Herbert, three hundred seventeen yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Like he played very well, but defense they just need to improve their defense and they could be you know possibly a Super Bowl team in the future if their defense is good absolutely they're one of the young teams to watch moving forward uh they did still improve win total and and all that good stuff from last year and Justin Herbert is appears to be a gem that they have uncovered um and a lot again on that rush defense and defense in general a lot of it comes down to communication you know unity and just getting more comfortable with playing with each other um, so hopefully they can stay healthy throughout the year next year, and that I'm sure that will that will start to improve. They're all professionals; they know what they're doing. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking about the teams that did make the playoffs. There's 14 of them. We got six great wild, well, four great wild card games this weekend, and a couple. Eh, but we're going to talk about all of them when we come back. Give some picks, a little bit of insight. So stick around for that. Welcome back here, fourth and very long second half of the episode on tap here, having a little bit of fun, and it's playoff time, so what else are we going to talk about but the playoffs? Again, like I said, going into the break, we got 14 teams, we got a couple of really, really intriguing matchups, starts Saturday, goes through Monday, so let's just start with those Saturday games, we got two of them out in the AFC, we got Raiders at the Bengals, we got Patriots at the Bills, so let's make it easy on everybody, let's just go straight on through so 4 30 saturday raiders at the Bengals. raiders obviously as we alluded to sneak in with that win over the chargers Bengals, the champions of the afc north sorry connor and that is mm. their ticket in they are the three seed so i mean let's start it off with uh with a little you know i guess the, our baseline let's go let's go with some picks nez i'm gonna, gonna go you first sweet uh i got the Bengals. i think it's gonna be a great game high scoring but i definitely have the Bengals here I'm also going to go with the Bengals like Nez, but honestly, I feel like if this game comes down to crunch time, I've, I'm going to pick the Raiders, but I do think the Bengals are going to be the better team. I'm going to choose them in my game pick. I absolutely think this will probably be the possibly the closest game of the wild card weekend, and I think, I like they said, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I, I have a feeling that the Raiders are going to find a way to somehow contain the duo Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I mean, I think... I think that this is just a really intriguing game from a lot of aspects. Like, I mean, first of all, like I saw this morning, it's two of the longest playoff, like droughts without a playoff win for each of these teams. I, I believe it's uh, it's over 30 years for the Bengals. 37 it's, and 19, it's 19, I think. I think, for the Raiders, yeah. So that's obviously a big storyline here. Derek Carr has been a guy that I know we've all liked to root for and a lot of people have been rooting for, and just kind of the Raiders in general with what they've faced this season. Um, and on the flip side, you got a lot of young talent, a really explosive offense, a team that's a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to play with in Madden, as we've, <laughs> as we've discovered. Um, just across the board, I mean, you look at all those guys are 25 or under, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. So I think it's going to be really exciting. Like you said, I think it's going to be high scoring and close. 
this is one of the games I'm more excited for, just because I feel like both of these teams are playing with house money. Neither of them probably necessarily didn't expect to be in the playoffs this year, but they're both here. They're ready to go. They've earned the right to be here, and I think, you know, what do they have to lose? You know, and I mean, personally, and you guys, you know, let me know what you think. I think the Bengals, if, you, if they can be consistent like they have been at the end of the season, they have the talent. I think they're a Super Bowl sleeper. Yeah, I, we were talking about this a little bit, but the Bengals, they have, they have everything to do it, but will they do it is the question. When their defense is playing great, they are, they, they are shut down defense, but when they're playing bad, they can give up 40 to like the Browns. It's, it's hit or miss, but you know, if they hit every game, could be could be huge for them. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the it's just hard because Joe Burrow is still so young and he has no playoff experience. But I mean, he plays with ice in his veins like all the time. <laughs> He's so, won national championships before. Yeah. Like you see him smoking the cigar on TV, and you're like, this man is cold, and it's like he can't be beaten. So I feel like if he beats the Raiders in this game, they do have the momentum and the potential to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, the AFC, we've seen it all year long. That's that's where you want to be. You want to be in the AFC in these playoffs because I mean, the Chiefs. I think I believe they're the best team. I know I'm, I'm not the only one, but anybody can lose. I mean, the Bengals beat the same Chiefs team just a few weeks ago. And, I mean, neither of the teams are in the playoffs, but, I mean, anything like the Jaguars beating the Bills and the Colts, you know, the Titans have lost a couple games. I, I think any of these teams are vulnerable. So, for me, it's like, why not the Bengals? Like, why not Cincinnati? They have the talent, and, I mean, I, I think at least in the AFC, it's, it could really be a case of any given week. Who's, who's healthy, who's, you know, fired up to go. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch these playoffs. Um, and, again, like we said, both of our Saturday games in the AFC, I think the other one is just as intriguing, if not maybe more so, the nightcap on Saturday. That's the Patriots and the Bills. This will be the third time that they've matched up. They split the, the season series. Uh, Bills end up winning the division second straight year. But it feels like if the Patriots win this game, they can sort of snatch the – control of the AFC East right back like they had for the past two decades so yeah I mean let's kick it off uh, you know who who wins this one first and foremost I th- this one I mean based off of the games they played this year might just be a 50-50 toss-up but the Patriots showed that in adverse conditions they can dominate against the Bills they know they can run the ball they the second game against the Bills didn't go quite their way I think they got smacked around that game a little bit. So it's not an easy win for the Patriots, but I think the Patriots have this one in a game that's supposed to be under zero degrees, I think. Like negative 10 or something. Yeah, it's cold. Both teams are prepared for the cold. Yeah. Last time it was, there was a stat, it was kind of dumb, but it was like last time Mac Jones played in negative 10 degrees and his only time he played in negative 10 degrees, he threw the ball three times. It's like, well, yeah, we all saw that. But I think he'll throw the ball more than three times. But I think this is going to be like one of the lowest scoring games ever making a playoff. Maybe like it could be like 14-10, could be 7-3. It could be something crazy like that. But um, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. Personally, I like the Patriots a little more than the Bills. I think they're just they're young, kind of. But the Bills, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not feeling the Bills right now. I like the Patriots here. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go with the Patriots as well. I mean, Bill Belichick's been scheming all season for this game. I mean, it's perfect for him just to try and go and out coach the other coach of the Bills. I mean, set up the run game like they dominated the last time against the Bills. And I, I 
the Bills have been playing better than they did the first half of the season. That is definitely apparent, but I just don't know. I just feel like the Patriots have a slight advantage in this game, so I'm going to go with them. Yeah, and it's hard to it's hard to pick this game because I mean they played two times, but like Connor said, it was like it was two completely different games. The first game, the Patriots ran all over the the Bills. Uh, the Bills didn't like that. The the defense um, not pleased with that effort, which I mean again makes sense. Second game, Bills come out, they just look way more inspired. Look like they're playing for something, and and they get a, a pretty comfortable win. Mac Jones doesn't play very well. I mean we all know my feelings on Mac Jones, mm-hmm. but all that aside. I do want to talk about this a little bit just because this is a divisional matchup. And you you look at last year, the Bills really exploded. Josh Allen had a great year. They make it to the AFC Championship, uh, you know, kind of in the Patriots' run of dominance after the Patriots lose Tom Brady. It felt like it was the Bills for the taking. And then the Patriots come right back this year with a new rookie quarterback. And while they didn't win the division, I mean, they, they, they were right there. A little closer than a lot of people thought they would be. So what I want to know is, who has more to lose from this game? You know, are the Patriots kind of playing with house money? Or, you know, is this a game that it feels like they really need to win? Because for me, it feels like the Bills really need to win this game. Yeah, I think the Bills The Bills haven't, like, really done anything yet. Like, in the past couple of years, like, they made it to the AFC Championship, but they haven't done anything. Like, they haven't went to the Super Bowl. You know, it's been, like, They've been in a drought for quite a bit of time. Patriots, you know, they, they've, you know, obviously won like seven Super Bowls or whatever, or six with Tom Brady, whatever it was, something crazy. But the Bills, you know, they still need to do that, and they're they're hungry to do that. But Patriots, they got they got Bill, man. You can't count out Bill. But I don't know. The Bills definitely need this more than the Patriots. The Patriots are young. They're gonna. They're going to bounce back from this. The Bills might not bounce back from this. They might just, you know, we need trade players and get better, but you never know. I agree. The Bills have plenty of talent on their team, but they've had a rocky, like, performances all year. They haven't really figured out, like, what their team does and who they are, where it seems like the Patriots, young, fresh. They Last year they couldn't figure out what they're doing, but it seems this year, especially towards the end, like, Bill's figuring out what his team does, what they do right, and really sticking to that game plan. Yeah, the Bills The Bills have notorious really bad luck in the playoffs. I mean, they lost four Super Bowls in a, roll, in a row in the 90s. So I feel like if this just continues the trend of just losses in the playoffs, then it's, just, it's not a good look for them because especially just how much they've improved over the past couple of years. I mean, they aren't the Bills of old like I used to watch when I was a kid. So I really feel like they need this win because the Patriots, like we said, are young. Like, they're they're still building. I mean, Bill's still there. Mac is a rookie. So, I mean, I feel like the Bills definitely need this win because if not, they're going to be asking questions on who they are. I want to add on real quick just their offenses are, like, complete opposites if you think about it, right? The Bills are, like, big air game, don't really run very much, and the Patriots are like, we're just going to run the ball down your throat all day. Throw the ball when we need to, but not very often. And I think that's really that's gonna be fun to watch because you know it's gonna be two different types of game plans. It's kind of like the 49ers and the Rams. Like the Rams want to air the ball out, and 49ers run the ball all day. But they're both defenses are crazy good. That I was about to say. I I don't think this is gonna be an offensive game. It's gonna mm-hmm. come down to whose defense is on fire because mm-hmm. they're the top two defenses in the AFC, possibly the top two defenses in the NFL. It it's gonna be a it might be a boring game just yeah. by how good both of these defenses are there's gonna be a ton of three and outs 
possibly a ton of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I, I might even, I'm going to say slightly counter that point, but also agree with you because they are two very dominant defenses, and we've seen that in the times they've played. But it, I, I almost am wondering if maybe it's going to come down to a lot of, like, when big plays come and who can get a stop at the end of the game. Like, I'm thinking I'm thinking kind of 20s. You know, I, I don't see either of these teams putting up 40 on the other. But I also, like, they both have several ways in which they can score, that they can be dynamic. So I can see a lot of, like, you know, maybe stuffing Damian Harris up the middle a couple times, and then Mac Jones runs a play action and hits Nikhil Harry 40 yards down the field. And that's you know, those type of plays that just really turn this game on its head, and then it ends up coming down to those defenses at the end. Like, I definitely think those defenses – will ultimately decide, but I do I do still think some points will be scored just with the level of talent that's on the field. I mean, we'll have to see. It's uh it's Bill versus the Bills. Uh possibly more than than a berth to the divisional round on the line, but we'll have more to talk about that uh post game next week. For now, let's move on out to Sunday. First game of the day, uh one o'clock slot. It's gonna be the Eagles and the Bucks. Personally, I think this is the most the least intriguing game of the weekend. I know a lot of people might say Chiefs Steelers, but I, I got to go Eagles Bucks. I, I think the Eagles very much fall into the just happy to be here category. And I, I mean, the Bucks, maybe not the most impressive team down the stretch, but it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I know there's questions about, you know, losing Chris Godwin's, excuse me, losing Chris Godwin, losing Antonio Brown. I, even if that ends up mattering down the stretch, I don't think it matters in this game, but I want to hear what y'all think. So, Bryce, kick us off. Who gets the win in this one? Yeah, I feel like it's almost impossible to not pick the, pick the Bucks in this game just with how just much better and how much more talent they have compared to the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles, they, they've been – they've had a decent season for what people thought they were going to do going in. But, I mean, their division is pretty bad besides the Cowboys, and they just got killed by the Cowboys even though they are playing – most of their practice squad in that game. So it's not really a good indicator of how they're going to play in the playoffs. But I am seeing a lot in the media how there's just giving the Eagles like absolutely no chance. There's like, they're, I just hear, the Eagles are not going to win this game. There's no way. And I just, I just hate that take because there's always a way a team can go and find a win in this league. Last time they said the Eagles didn't have a chance, they won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carson Wentz wins MVP that year. He gets hurt. They stick in Nick Foles, and yeah, they win a Super Bowl. So, yeah. I mean, and Tom Brady has been vulnerable in a lot of games this year. Like, they played a lot of tight games, especially against bad opponents where the Bucs have just lost. So, I can see a way where the Eagles win this game, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I think the Bucs are a lot better, and I think they're going to find a way to get this done. Yeah, I agree that the Bucks are a lot better. They've played this season as well. 28-22 was a score, so pretty close, actually. But um, Tom Brady's main receiver that game was Antonio Brown. Not there anymore. Um, I mean, they kept him to under 300 yards, which is a pretty good stat for you know any team. Jalen Hurts had 115 passing yards. I don't know even how they scored 22 points. Dual threat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he runs the ball quite a bit. But, yeah, I mean, I can't bet against... I can't bet against the Bucks. No way. But I think it'll be closer than we think. But obviously, have to go with the Bucks here. I don't think the Eagles are ready to, you know, do anything at the playoff level right now. Yeah. If you told me the Eagles were going to make the playoffs like week three, I would have laughed at you. It's great for them for making the playoffs. Like, congrats. That's amazing. Plenty of teams didn't make it. And 
while the Bucks have been looking rough the last few weeks, they've also been dealing with some injuries the past few weeks. They haven't been playing with a full roster. Sure, A.B. is gone, but they're starting to look healthier. They might have dropped a goose egg against the Saints, but mm-hmm. that's a fluke. Tom Brady is going to score more than 15 points easily. Then I'm rooting for the Eagles. I want them to win. They've been looking a lot better, but Tom Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. It's a different it's a different animal with Brady in the playoffs. We all know that. But I am going to say this. While I do think the Eagles kind of fall in there with, you know, sort of with the Raiders, with the Steelers, they're not going to be favored, but you know, they made it. They're happy to be there. I I mean, last year the Bucks drew Washington, who was the and they were the winners of the atrocious NFC least. Taylor Heineke took that game all the way down to the wire. I mean, that was, a, that was a close game, and I feel like, I don't want to say it gets brushed over, but I feel like that's a storyline that hasn't been played up as much as I necessarily would have thought in the media, like, coming into this game, because they gave them everything they wanted, and while it is Tom Brady in the playoffs, while I do think the Bucks will win, I can see this being a close game just because, we've. I mean, we know what Tom Brady can do without having to necessarily have you know, three or four stars that he's throwing to. I think he'll be just fine with Mike Evans and Gronk and, and some of those younger receivers. Um, but it does take time to kind of get that chemistry with some of those younger receivers. And I can definitely see a first half where the Eagles maybe have the lead at the break or it's at least a close game. Like I, I think the Bucks pull it out, but maybe a little closer than what, what some of the experts might say. I agree. Yeah, I'm looking through the games of the Eagles. Oh, my gosh. They play to their uh, their level, let's just say that. Their best win is probably to the football team or the Saints, whatever you want to say, which one's better, I don't know. They have nine wins, and with four of them against the uh, football team and the Giants. One's against the Falcons. One's against the Panthers. One's against the Lions. You, you get the you get the gist. They beat their teams that are worse than them, mm-hmm. but the Bucks are not <laughs> worse than them. <laughs> well, not. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they play to their level, that's for sure. But they're not on the Bucks level, and we all can agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. But you know we can definitely. I think we can definitely say that they're at least as good, if not maybe better, than that Washington team from last year. And I mean I, I would say Jalen Hurts probably. You know I'd give him the nod. I'd definitely take Jalen Hurts before Taylor Heineke, and I'm. I'm not by any means a Taylor Heineke hater, but I think Jalen Hurts has a lot of promise. Obviously still a really young guy. I feel like he kind of gets thrown under the radar a little bit. Um, I think give him another year or two. He's, he's going to be a really, maybe not a dominant force in this NFL, but a really solid, reliable quarterback of the future for the Eagles that they can build around. But with all that being said, let's go most intriguing game on Sunday, in my opinion, 49ers-Cowboys. I think this might be the Cowboys might be primed the most to be upset in this in this divisional round. So this one really excites me. Uh, the 49ers, maybe not the most exciting brand of football, but they do have a lot of playmakers on mm. both sides of the ball. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago, dealt with a lot of injuries last year. Cowboys, they're their Super Bowl or bust, as Jerry Jones said earlier this week. So a lot to break down here. Let's circle back around and Nez, you kick us off on this one. 49ers and Cowboys. For sure. Um I don't like the 49ers, as a lot of you guys know. I I can't I can't watch them. They're so boring. Yes, they have Debo Samuel who makes it a little bit interesting sometimes. I think the Cowboys are the better team, but this could go either way. And I don't want to say that because I believe 
the winner of this game plays the Rams if they beat the Cardinals. And if I play the 49ers again and we lose, I'm going to be pissed. But yeah, I got the Cowboys here. Um, I think their their offense is incredible. Their defense is, you know, been stepping it up quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I got the Cowboys. I don't know. Not much to, not much to say other than it's going to be a good game to watch. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the past couple of weeks, Dak Prescott has been killing it. Like, He's been playing like the MVP candidate that he was com- supposed to be coming into this year. Obviously, didn't play too well at the start of the season. Got a little slump because of that calf strain. But like I said, yeah, I mean, he's been playing really well. I mean, he's won an NFL Offensive Player of the Week like the past couple of weeks. But he has been playing some practice squads. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like this Cowboys team is, like you said, primed to lose this game. Like, they're obviously the favorites. They're probably a better team than the 49ers. But... I just feel like the 49ers are going to win this game. I just have this feeling. I just like the 49ers to win this game with Debo Samuel and Garoppolo. And I just feel like it's going to be a close game. But I just feel like if the Cowboys get out cold, it's it's not going to be very good for them just because they've been so hot the past couple weeks. I have to disagree with all these Cowboys haters. Other than the Chiefs-Steelers, is might be the most clear-cut game to me. The 49ers, they love running the ball. That's their game plan. They're great at it. They stick to it. And it works. They score points, and their defense can stop offensive, and that wins them games. They're playing against the Cowboys, who might have the most star names on any roster on their offense. Dak, Zeke, Tony Pollard, all three of their wide receivers. Their offense is amazing. It's explosive. And... I think the 49ers are going to play great when they have the offensive side of the ball, but their game plan simply can't keep up with the Cowboys. There are a lot of really complete rosters in the NFC. When you look at the Packers, the Rams, the Cowboys, it's it's really a matter of who's going to be able to put it together. And the Packers have definitely been the ones that have put it together. Excuse me, the Bucks too. Um, the Packers have been the ones that have put it together the most in the regular season. But, I mean, you know, we know the storyline with the Cowboys – and Dak, they struggle against winning teams, struggling against good teams. Dak's three and four against uh, teams that qualified for the playoffs, which isn't atrocious, but you know, it's not good enough. It's not going to be good enough to get you to the Super Bowl. And let's not discount the fact that two of those three wins came against the Eagles. So they play in a in a in an easy division. They 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 have one of the easier roads to the playoffs every year. Obviously won the division in a in a landslide this year. I, I don't know if I believe in Dak. I gotta say 49ers in this one. I know I haven't given picks for a lot of the other games, but this is one that this is my upset pick. Niners over the Cowboys. I remember two years ago when the Niners gave the Chiefs all they wanted, and if they had a quarterback that wasn't Jimmy Garoppolo, they probably have a banner hanging. And Patrick Mahomes still doesn't have one. So there it's a dominant team. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. You know, they got Elijah Mitchell back. They've got Debo, all pro at wide receiver. So I think the talent stacks up pretty well. The Cowboys have more. They should win. But just from what we've seen over the regular season, I just, I got to see the Cowboys prove it. They signed Dak to that big extension. They put their faith in him. It's time It's time to see if he's worth it in this game. I mean, this is what they've been waiting for. The Cowboys have won the Super Bowl for so long. So we got to see if they can finally earn one. Absolutely. Well, moving into the nightcap for Sunday. Probably the the least intriguing, if you well, it could be intriguing depending on how you look at it. But in terms of the the spread and and who's favorited, it's you know Chiefs Chiefs Steelers. I don't even know if we have to do game picks for this one because we've been talking. I I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think we're Chiefs across the board here. There's still a little bit to talk about. I, I'm curious 
what the thoughts are on Big Ben's comments earlier this week. I believe came through on Wednesday. Uh, his thoughts on this game. I, I, I thought it was funny. I love it. Honestly, made me like like Big Ben a little bit. I, I'm not a huge fan, but I like his words. He was like, I'm just happy to be here, kind of. And, you know, we're going to obviously play the best we can, but we're not expected to win. And if we win, great. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're just here. We're going to try our best. You know, it's not looking great for them, obviously, playing the Chiefs. Probably one of the best offenses in the league, if not the best. Steelers, they have to step up big. I don't really know what their game plan is going to be. But, obviously, the Chiefs are... I mean, it makes it seem like they have, like, nothing to lose. And yeah. when you have nothing to lose, you can do a lot of crazy things. I mean, mm-hmm. the the Chiefs just lost to, was it the Bengals or the Chargers? They've lost to them both in close games. And they're, they've been playing really good this season. But, I mean, the Steelers, they aren't as bad, I feel like, as everybody says they are. And if they really want to go out and win this game, I feel like they do have a chance. The Chiefs are definitely the favorites, though. I think the similar storyline to the 49ers-Cowboys. Steelers, Najee Harris, who is an amazing running back. They run the ball. They like to run the ball. That's how they work. They're guaranteed some points. The problem is their defense just isn't as even as the 49ers. Like, T.J. Watt, Osak's in the league this year, tying a record. He's good. But is he good enough to stop Patrick Mahomes on his own? I mean, that, that's kind of the question. It's like, if they are going to win the game, it feels like it has to come from T.J. Watt. It's like... T.J. Watt needs to play at an MVP caliber, defensive standards-wise level for them to have any kind of chance. And he, he's obviously been great this year, ties that record and, and missed a couple games. But I think there's other guys on the field that they've had good seasons, but I think that if they're going to have any chance of winning, they need more out of. And I'm talking like Cameron Hayward, mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick. Like these are star players that really like they have to step up right now. Like this is where it counts. They have nothing to lose. You got to, you got to, don't let the moment be too big. Again, you have nothing to lose. So blitz a lot, you know, just try to get to Patrick Mahomes because if you get beat over the top, if you get beat on some slants by Tyreek Hill, so what? You're not, you're not supposed to win anyway. So, Mm -hmm. and and the other thing I do want to throw out is just given the fact that it was a blowout when they met last time, 36-10 was the final. They were down by as many as 33 at one point, the Steelers were. And Travis Kelsey did not play in that game. Tyreek Hill barely played in that game. Would you guys consider benching those two players to rest them for future games, at least maybe at the half, if the Chiefs have a big lead? I I don't like benching anyone, anytime. You know, like, football, it, it can be changed. Like, it could be a 14-point swing just like that. You know, you get a pick and you score. It, that's 14 points right there. And I, I don't... I don't like I don't like benching people unless it's like a forty point differential. Then maybe at like the third quarter, but no, nah, I, I don't think they're gonna bench them unless they're up big. And I don't know. I'm not a big fan of that. I think you should play the whole game. Just see how it is. I, if it's a more than fourteen points or like a three possession game at the half or the fourth quarter, I don't see any reason they should play Kelsey and Hill. Like, but there's. It would be an absolute idiotic idea to bench them to start the yeah, game. You have it's to the start playoffs. Yeah. You can't take that risk. Yeah. Like, we've seen time and time again this year, teams just losing for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Colts. What were you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, any game, any team can win any game at any time. So you need to put yourself in a position, the best position to win the game. I mean, the Chiefs also notoriously come out very slow in the playoffs. I mean, if you look against at that game against the Houston Texans, they were down 24 to nothing. And I believe there's been a few more games like that in Patrick Mahomes' career in the playoffs. 
So I I don't know if it's going to be done by like halftime or the third quarter. So I don't think they're going to bench him. But yeah. Yeah. playoffs, whole new season, whole new game, whole new game plan. So hard to predict. Uh, we'll have to see what happens again with that one. I I, I do think the Chiefs are are rightly so heavily favored. But again, let's see what happens. There, there's no telling. It might be a lot closer than it's supposed to be. Uh, worth noting, the Chiefs are the highest favorited team in wild card history in that game. So wow. keep an eye on that. But moving into our final game, that's going to be Monday night. Really intriguing game here. A couple teams that faded a little bit down the stretch, but I know we have some personal ties mm. Um, mm. With, with Nez here, with the Rams and the Cardinals. This is a really hard one to pick, personally. So I'm glad that, that I'm not one of the ones picking here necessarily. I can abstain, but Nez, you have the ties. Let's start with you, Rams Cardinals. Yeah, even even if I wasn't a Rams fan, I'd probably still pick the Rams here. But um, I think the Rams are just an overall better team, defensive, offensive, kind of all around the board, just better. Um, Cardinals, you know, they start off really hot and they faded really hard. You know, the Rams did as well, but they came back just past three four games i'd say and um you know i i think the rams are gonna win i think it's gonna be a good game don't get me wrong i think it could be close they could go either way but i got the rams here yeah i'm gonna agree with nez i'm gonna go with the rams i just think the cardinals they have faded too hard and they have way too much to prove and figure out for this game i mean they obviously have some injuries going on but i just don't i just don't like the cardinals in this game i feel like the rams are basically better at every position honestly they have more talent and I feel like they've finally put it together seeing as they've been they were struggling when they went on by but they have finally put things together mm -hmm. I feel like the Rams are definitely contenders and I feel like the Cardinals definitely were at some point in the season I just don't think they're contenders anymore yeah they let that division slip they let four out of their last five games have been losses one of those a month ago to the Rams the Rams they got rough there in the middle but they really turned around and because of Cooper Cup absolutely carrying me this fantasy season, <laughs> consider me a Rams fan for the next month and a half. Let's go, baby. Coop. Yeah, absolutely. And Cliff Kingsbury, you know, Cardinals head coach, notoriously uh, in college and in the NFL, plays a lot better. His teams play a lot better at the, in the first half of the, of the year, just as the Cardinals did this year, getting off to the 7-0 start. Obviously, since then, they are just, uh, what is it, 4-4 four, four and uh, – Four and five, I believe. Yeah. One of those four losses and, was also to the Lions. Yeah, four and yeah. six, and the Panthers. Um, yeah. So, and, and I think still it's still hard to pick. I think they're they're it's a good matchup. It's always fun to see a, a divisional matchup in the playoffs. But I think a lot of it, honestly, at the end of the day, comes down to Matt Stafford. He's had I think it's eight picks over the final four games of the season. Definitely not playing his best ball, and he's zero and three all time in the playoffs. That's a big storyline for him. I, I want to root for Matt Stafford. I want to see him get over the hump and get that playoff win. No disrespect to you know Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, but I, I'm rooting for him. But again, it's like Dak. It's like you got to prove it to us, dude. And they sold out for him. You know the the Rams have virtually no draft picks. It's not like this is their only year to win. Most of their stars are still in their prime. Will be for the next two or three years. But I mean, Jared Goff got the Rams to a Super Bowl, and I don't think any of us are necessarily believers in Jared Goff. So. Matt Stafford has every piece around him to do it. He has arguably the most talented roster in the NFL. I know we've been saying that the whole year. How, how, what should the perception be around the Rams regarding 
Matt Stafford if they have a first round exit here? I mean, does it does it start to feel like was it worth what we gave up? It depends how he plays, right? If Matt Stafford he got us here, right? Not just him, obviously, but he's here with the Rams, made the playoffs, you know, they're playing the Cardinals, but if let's say he throws three hundred fifty yard or three hundred fifty yards, three touchdowns, has a pick. That's a pretty good stat line, right? And they lose the game. You can't blame that on him, right? Has he has he lost some games for us? Probably. But for the most part, he's been playing pretty decent. Like he's not doing terrible. He's doing solid. He, he's a good quarterback right now. He's a good fit for our team. But um, I don't know if if he if he uh, shits the bed, <laughs> then maybe we can uh, maybe we can re uh, evaluate. But I don't know. I don't I don't think we can blame it all on just one guy. The Rams can't start out slow. Like no. it, they've been starting out slow in so many games recently, but. If they start out slow, and honestly, it's been because of Matt Stafford that they have started out slow. I mean, I remember that Titans game a few weeks back. He threw two picks to start the game, and it was basically, that was it. And it's like, if he plays like that in this game and they lose, then there's going to be a lot of questions raised about, well, we gave up so much for him, and we ha- we can't do anything about it now. We just have to stick with it. There's not like we're going to be able to find any a different pick for him. But, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting just because he has had kind of a, a yo-yo year, but... If he plays well and they win this game, then his future is basically assured, I feel like. Matt Stafford, he plays very well or has a terrible game. Mm-hmm. Like, against the Ravens a few weeks ago, I went to that game and, like, he threw two picks, one was a pick six, and that was one of the few times the Ravens have scored in the first quarter. It's one of the few times I remember the Ravens have gone to the fourth quarter winning. <laughs> he managed to bring it back in the fourth quarter to eke out a win and, like, with the Ravens team that is extremely depleted, losing the past six weeks, just absolutely rough. So, like, I think it's going to be if Matt Stafford plays well, the Rams win. If he doesn't play well, the Rams don't win. Just, they've just invested in so much around him this year. OBJ, Jalen Ramsey, like, they're bringing in every tool they can to win this year. And I think it comes down to Matt Stafford. Yeah, I would have to – I mean, I kind of, like, see – Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford kind of being similar, as they can both throw for a lot of yards, but Joe Burrow can also throw for, like, 100 yards and have a pretty bad game. They're similar. Obviously, a lot of quarterbacks are like that. Justin Herbert's similar to that as well. Big, big arm, but I don't know. I, he has a lot of experience. I think he's been in the league for, like, 12 years or something crazy like that. So hopefully we can get him a win. I mean, he was with the Lions before, so I don't really blame him for losing a playoff game or all the playoff games he's been in. But now he's with the Rams, so I think we can get him a win at least. Absolutely. Should be a fun one to watch. Worth noting, Matt Stafford leads the NFL in pick sixes. So, I don't know, maybe he throws one early. There's a, there's a 5'10 mobile quarterback sitting second string out of Wake Forest, John <laughs> Wolford. So, maybe he gets a shot in the playoffs. But uh, we will have to see. We'll be back here next week breaking down the action from the weekend. It's been a lot of fun. We hope to see you then.